Hey everyone, this is Kyle Maddox, your host for the Life and Ministry Podcast, a podcast where we strive to give you the tools to help you become all that God has called you to be, and most of all, to help you balance life and ministry. We would love to hear from you if there's a subject that you would like us to cover or any questions pertaining to life or ministry. We would love for you to email them to us at lifeandministry777 at gmail.com or by sending us a direct message on our Life and Ministry Facebook page. We do pray that this podcast blesses you today and most of all sheds new light in what God has called you to do. What do you say? Let's dive into this podcast. We pray you all have a great day in Jesus. Welcome to Life and Ministry. I'm your host, Kyle Maddox, and we're so thankful to be joining you today. And we're just so thankful for each and every one of you that have supported this page and what we're doing and what God's called us to do. And today we are tremendously blessed to have the ministry of Bishop Keith McKennis. Brother McKennis currently serves as Bishop of Calvary Apostolic Tabernacle in Flint, Michigan, and also as the Section 6 Presbyter of the Michigan District of the United Pentecostal Church. And uh, Bishop McKennis, I know you're a busy man, and I'm so thankful that you've joined us today. And we're going to be talking about a very important subject here today. And I just would like Brother McKennis to just greet everyone today and share whatever's on his heart of what we're doing here at Life and Ministry. Bishop McKennis, thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure, Brother Maddox. I, I thank the world of you, and I've known you for many years, and I appreciate your ministry and what you're doing. And uh, the subject that we're going to talk on today is a subject that I believe in with all of my heart. And uh, I've tried to not only preach it, but I've tried to practice it. And so I think this is good, uh, Brother Maddox, it, that we're getting into this subject. I think it needs to be talked about. I think it's important for our pastors, for our fellowship. And so it's just an honor to be here. We greet everybody out there in Jesus' name. Well, thank you, Brother McKennis, again, for being with us today. And this subject that we're talking about today, as soon as you know God laid it on my heart, I told Bishop on the phone that he came immediately to mind because Bishop McKennis has lived and practices ministerial ethics. Bishop McKennis, I've never seen you treat anyone wrong. Treat, you've always treated everyone right. You've always presented yourself with ministerial ethics. And I'm looking forward. I've sat in your class that you've taught our ministers here in the district, and I'm just lo looking forward to what you're going to share. So, Amen. Bishop McKenna, I'd like you to just open up and just kind of share your heartbeat on ministerial ethics, what, what, how, how you feel about them, the importance of them, and then we'll get into some questions later on. Thank you, Bishop. You know, I, I was at a business the other day, and uh, I was just sitting and waiting for my time to get uh, serviced. It was a, a car place. I was getting ready to get my car repaired. And I was listening to some businessmen talk. And uh, I was taken back on how they talked, you mm -hmm. know, uh, kind of dog-eat-dog. Dog. Um, wow. Step on your fellow worker to get to the top. And as I listened to that, I, I thought, God, help the church never to be like that. Yes, sir. We're different than the world. And God wants us, you know, one of the things the Lord said, now I'm paraphrasing, that you will know one another by the way you love one another, by the way you treat each other. So to me, ministerial ethics has got to be practiced. We've got to 
we don't want to become just a world. No. We want to become the church of God, and we want to be Christians. And it's very important that we uh, apply minister ethics in our lives. Wonderful. I, and I, and that's I, it's so important. I, you know, I, I believe that if we don't practice ministerial ethics, we won't be successful, whether it's in life or ministry. You know, obviously we need to treat our brothers and sisters with dignity and respect, but also, you know, at the bank, you know, or, or at the business that we're in, you know, when we're interacting with people, how can we witness to them if we're not practicing ethics? And so very, so very good. And so we do have a few questions that we're going to be talking about today. And the first one, Bishop, is why is ministerial ethics so important? If we don't have ministerial ethics, we won't have good fellowship. Very good. If we don't have good ministerial ethics, people won't want to come to youth rallies. They won't want to visit other churches. They'll constantly be suspicious uh, that you're trying to take some of their saints. Mm. And so if there's not ministerial ethics, it's going to break down the fellowship that churches have with one another. And so we've got to have ministerial ethics, and we've got to practice them in our, in our cities. I live in a city, and I'm surrounded by several churches, sure. several churches. And there's practices and principles that I have applied. And I can honestly say I have a good relationship with all of my pastors because ministerial ethics. That's so vitally important. And again, if we don't have them, we won't have we won't be a good witness. Exactly we won't, we right. won't we, people won't feel comfortable. You had said something on your intro video, and you said that you know it, it, that you think you feel that that's where why we have some, maybe some distrust in ministry is because of the lack of ministerial ethics, and and, and that's very that's very true. You know, how can people trust us if we're not treating them right? And that's so right. ministerial ethics is so vitally important. Bishop, I have watched you. And you know how much I admire you. You're, you're, you're a good man, and we're so appreciative of your ministry and how you've always handled your life and your ministry. You always seem so encouraged <laughs> that nothing bothers you. How does this happen? Well, one of the things is I'm a good faker <laughs> because I promise you that I'm bothered by things just like anyone else. Sure. I, I lay awake at night worrying about uh, church problems and situations. But I've learned over the years to, you got to keep it under control. Yes. And you got to, and the, the bottom line is, folks, we've got to realize that this is God's church. Most definitely. I'm only working in his, in the work of God, but this is his church. And so I've got to constantly work on me. Yes, sir. To make sure my spirit's right, my heart's right, and... And, but but things do bother me. I can promise you they bother everybody. That's why it's important that we that we follow ministerial ethics because everybody works hard. If you're in the ministry, a pastor, uh, whatever title you've got, I promise you, you're working hard. Yes. And we're all working hard to build our churches, to build the kingdom of God. And that's why we got to treat one another right. Would you say, Bishop, that one of the ways is, you know, the way you've treated your fellow pastors, your fellow ministers, that you feel comfortable talking to them about not necessarily all your problems, but you feel confident in talking to them. But, you know, would you do you feel that if they didn't practice ministerial ethics, would you feel comfortable talking to them about issues and problems? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, 
you you know when you share with a person things that are close to your heart yeah you got to feel like that person is confidential that yes. person is trustworthy absolutely um if you don't practice ministerial ethics it breaks down every part of your life and i always say one of my sayings that i say to all of our preachers is communication yes breaks down all misunderstanding very good that's so very good and you have to have open communication. Absolutely. It's so vitally important. Bishop, has there ever been a time that you were treated by a fellow pastor or minister that maybe didn't practice ministerial ethics? If so, would you share and how did you handle that situation? There was a time, and it wasn't with me, but it was with my father. Okay. My father worked so hard to build this church. He was the founder of this church, Calvary Apostolic Tabernacle. 1963 and dad worked so hard and i'll never forget our church got up to oh maybe 80 people 85 people and it looked like it was really taken off and there was a young man a young minister very influential a very well liked and he come in and he undermined my dad and the bottom line it caused the church to split oh my and when i become the pastor of the church uh, we were down to like 37 people. Wow. That's how much trouble it was. And I think the other part of the question is, was, what do you do about it? You know, the thing I always do is I leave it in the hands of God. Sure. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. This same man that did this came and visited our church a couple years ago, uh, right in this office. Wow. Uh, somebody told me he was here and he came back and he, he sat and talked with me, and I asked him how he's doing. And he said, well, I started a church, and we got up to about 90, 85 people. <laughs> and two young men came in, and they undermined me. Wow. And they caused the church to split. And as I'm listening to him, I'm thinking, you know, this is a repeat yes. of what he did. And it reminded me of that scripture, whatever man sows, that shall you also reap. And so if you... Uh, if you sow discord, if you do somebody else wrong, the the law of God, you will reap it. So that was, and, and you know, my dad was never the same. No, it broke his health. It uh, it discouraged him. He was never the same. Mm. I mean, and that's it's. I mean, to go through something so 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 tragic. I mean, that's one of the things I've even admired about your dad, and I've seen you follow in his footsteps. Is you know, I heard Bishop uh, G.E. Patterson talk about um, about a, the caring Christ, and he but he he tied in the importance of being a caring pastor, and that's one thing that I've I've appreciated of you and your father is that you can tell you love your people, you love the people that you lead, and I probably would do the same thing. Amen. You know, it it would break my heart if if something like that would happen, and so it's so vitally important though that the way you guys handled it. You practice ministerial ethics. You let God handle it, and you guys are doing a, st still doing a great work here in Flint, Michigan. Amen, Bishop. Who with who we associate with it, making an impact in our life and our ministry? What are the qualities you appreciate in your closest friends? I would say if there's one word I could come up with, it'd be trust. Sure. There was a man, and you know him. He's your he's your bishop. Was your bishop? Yes. I'll never forget he said to me one time, he said, Brother McKinnis, we have built our friendship off trust. Yes. 
And he said, I would hand you my wallet. Wow. And I would know that it would be safe. And I thought as I listened to that great man yes. say that to me, I don't ever want to do anything to violate that. And so I think the greatest thing that we have, the greatest quality, quality I look for is uh, trust. We trust one another. Yes. We treat each other like we'd want to be treated. Definitely. And, and go ahead. I have a, uh, one of the practices that I've always done is if somebody comes to my church and they're from another church, uh, I always, the next day, will call that pastor. Yes, of course. And I'll say, you know, you, we had so-and-so in our church, and I want you to know that. And I remember there was a lady that would come visit us off time, and she told me, she said, I'd come visit you more, but you always call my pastor. <laughs> and that meant something yeah. to that pastor. Oh, of course. That meant something. And, and really, he was kind of standoffish for a while, but that brought us closer together most definitely and, and and that's you know trust that he trusted you amen and you know if, if you didn't practice it because i think trust correlates or you know ties in with ministerial ethics and it's so vitally important that we we trust each other and that's one thing that i've appreciated in your leadership in our section is that you have done that you you you, you there's you. trust built within the within the district within the section within our pastors and ministers and that's vitally important in uh, practicing ministerial ethics. So Bishop, we're going to wrap up here with this final question, and it's what would you say to a pastor or a minister that has been on the receiving end of someone that did not practice ministerial ethics? I would say to them, even though they're not practicing minister ethics, you do it anyways. If they don't treat you the way you want to be treated, you still treat them right because uh, number one, I'm only accountable for me. Sure. I can't be accountable for how somebody else treats me. And number two, I'm hoping that they will come around and they will see that. So I, I'm a firm believer that, uh, judge, uh, you, you know, you got to judge yourself. And so if they don't practice it, you practice it anyways. That's so vitally important. It really is. I mean, because it, it doesn't matter how, they treat you. It's it's how you react and how you treat them in return. And most times, I've learned is that when you when you practice ministerial ethics, when you when you treat them the, differently than the way they treated you, most times, at least in the experiences I've had, they'll come around, Amen. they'll apologize, Amen. and they'll make it right because there's no reason we're not in a competition, you know. And that's another thing that I've appreciated so much with you and even your son, you know, Pastor Timothy McKenna's is that there's no competition. Amen. You, you guys are in it together, building this church, and I just, it's, it's again, goes back to practicing ministerial ethics. So, Bishop, would you close just with some final remarks on ministerial ethics and just pray over the viewers, and then I'll wrap up with some final remarks. Absolutely. Well, whoever's listening out there, I encourage you to practice ministerial ethics. Yes. And because remember one thing, God sees all things, and God knows our hearts. And it's so important that we treat each other right and treat each other with dignity, respect, and we want to be different in the world. Amen. Well, let's have a word of prayer. Yes. Precious Lord Jesus, we appreciate this time that we have spent with Brother Maddox. This is a very important subject. This is something that we've got to 
We've got to make up our minds to do. Sometimes it seems easy to take the shortcuts. Sometimes it seems easy maybe to do the wrong things. But I know, God, you will honor us and bless us for doing the right thing. I want my heart right. I want my spirit to be right. And so I pray, God, that you'll bless all the listeners out there today. Let this uh, video go forth and let it touch some hearts. And maybe if there's somebody that is not being ethical, I pray, God, you'll convict them and turn them around and let them do the right thing. We ask this in that name that we love so much, the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Bishop, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. You said just something a moment ago when you were praying that you pray that this would maybe convict somebody that maybe is not uh, practicing ministerial ethics. And that's what we're trying to do here at Life and Ministry. Number one, to bring encouragement, but also to strengthen individuals. And so, again, this might be for somebody that has been treated without ministerial ethics, but I'm praying that, again, I agree with you that this would touch somebody that maybe are not practicing ministerial ethics and whatever the situation is, you'll make it right because, again, we're going to be judged based on how we treat and how we uh, act and and we we don't want anything hindering what God's called us to do. And so, again, Bishop McKenna's, thank you so much. I, my pleasure. I value you. I value your ministry in my life and what God's called us to do. And I'm so appreciative for you sitting down with us. And so, Amen. again, we're so thankful that Bishop McKenna's has joined us today, a, a man of God that has practiced ministerial ethics in his life and his ministry. And just remember, if there's a subject or questions or even some a speaker that you'd like us to have here on Life and Ministry, just reach out to us at lifeandministry777 at gmail.com or send us a direct message here on our Life and Ministry Facebook page. We appreciate you and we're so thankful that you've been watching us today and we pray you all have a great day in Jesus' name.